Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. Here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. And today we are joined by Elijah Films. Elijah is a film director. And within today's episode, we touch on Elijah's story and his purpose behind the work that he does and how he's becoming the number one film director in Australia. This young fellow is only 18 years old and the things he is doing is remarkable. Uh, so inspirational to hear his story, inspirational to hear his hustle and the why he keeps showing up and what he keeps doing and how he's able to network. And there's just so many different things you'll take away from today's episode. And I'm really keen for everyone to dive in. Another news, if you could please leave this podcast a rating, it means so much in terms of helping this podcast grow and reaching a larger audience. If you could also share the podcast around with a friend, family member, or even on your stories or Facebook, that means a lot as well. But without further ado, let's welcome Elijah Films. Thank you. Thank you. The marathon continues. Victory lap tonight, though. Victory lap tonight. Welcome to the One Talk Podcast with Ryan McCarthy. The marathon continues, that's what you were saying. Welcome Elijah, how are you brother? Nice to meet you bro. Good to meet you, you too brother. Yeah, sick bro. Yeah, it's good to have you on. I've um, been a fan of your work, I've seen you linking up with some of the boys I grew up with, with Robert or Isaiah Biggs, as other people may know him by, and also Bill Kadu. And mm-hmm. ever since I saw you collaborating with those guys, I started to do like a deep dive on yeah. your work. I was like, fuck, this guy's fucking unreal. <laughs> Appreciate that a lot, bro. Yeah. That, that means a lot, man. Because like the work, especially your age, is about like 18 years old, getting after it. But the reason why I was shocked about your age and where you are in terms of like progress with your work, it seems like you're someone who's had a lot more experience an 18 year old usually would when they are pursuing the dream or pursuing the passion mm-hmm. and it makes me really curious on like where did this all first begin for you and like why did it begin like i know we're talking about it a bit off camera but i'd like to get into a bit more detail like the first time you picked up a camera like the why did you even pick up a camera in the first place and after that i just want to know about like when did you know it was your passion or it was your purpose or it was a mission that you wanted to pursue um okay so I first picked up a camera probably like, yeah, when I was three, bro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not music videos because, no. Nah, um, what type of camera was it? Bro, it was one of those like camcorders, man. Mm. Like one of those like old school. I don't know like if they the flip out ones like yeah, that. Bro. Yeah, bro. I use them like for now as well, like VHS and stuff. Mm. We had a guy um in a shoot like recently um we have like a big feature in like la and that yeah like got some big videos this year as well so um basically he shot like vhs tapes of like the city like like the artists it was just crazy bro so Mm. it was kind of cool like back in the day and like now like using it yeah professionally but um yeah bro i started like doing videos well i used to have like a youtube channel bro back in like primary school and high school and then I just got like bullied for that because I'm not gonna lie, shit was cringe, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Plus back then it was probably something different because yeah. like this whole YouTube creating videos mm-hmm. shit, like it's a very new concept probably in the last like five years where it's mm-hmm. became more of a trend. But back then I remember even in my school, there was a girl that she was actually came on the podcast and name, her name's Nikita Smith. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about like just doing Instagram stuff and people bullying it for it. Yeah. Like, now everyone's doing it. But it's interesting to see like how the tides change. Literally, bro. Yeah. Like, um, 
that's basically like the motive behind that. And then um, I started to like I used to do like go to the Nambour skate park with um one of my mates. His name was Taj, and I'd also do like just some like edits of like nature and that because I had some two of my like people that I used to look up to like on the Sunshine Coast was like this guy called Aiden and this guy called Jeddah, and they used to do like stuff back then. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And one day I actually like met um him at like one of the guys at um like this like youth center, mm. and I was like, damn, bro, this guy's cool. And I was like, yo, what's up, bro? Um, and I, I said like the other guy's name by accident. I was like, oh, yo, what's good, G? And then um kicked it off from there. And um, bro, I think like I just remember like he was someone that was like doing crazy stuff, bro. Like he was probably sixteen and he had like a beamer. And, like, he had, like, 10K camera set up. I was like, bro, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, he was probably, like, one of the people that, like, helped help me, like, just as, like, a mentor. Even, like, I don't hang out with them that much anymore. But, um, yeah, so I started with that. And then I always used to train it to Brisbane with a mate. Mm. And um, we would just, because I used to live in Malula, it was, like, an hour, two hours to get to the city. And I started just hanging around with, like, the rappers and, like, yeah. The boys bound there because I had some mates there, and I started picking up the camera and I started shooting clips for them and that. And um, I really like always loved film. Like I've always loved film, so I wanted to do. I did music videos and I want to like down the track, like when I'm like 21, 25, switch it up to like actual movies. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of like a time tick. Like even now, like this is a year and a half after like the the previous podcast. I want to like just work as I'm 18 all the way to 21 as much as I can, bro. Like, and, um, the moves this year, the main goal for this year, bro, is just to become like the number one filmer in Australia, which is like actually my goal and mm. got, got preparations for that. So it'd be cool, bro. it's attainable too, brother. You put in yeah. the work, like you say, you put in the grit, you mm-hmm. network get around the right people. You hundred percent get there. A hundred percent, bro. And like, like I can talk about the work. Like I, I like, I'm like I don't need to talk about it but I did always I like went on the trains bro like two it'd be like four hour trips and I'd do it like three times a week like and some nights I'd get back from the train like two hours down to like where I lived and then I'd walk an hour and a half to get back home mm. so like it's there's a lot of stuff that happens behind like the videos and stuff because people will be like like this is my job now because I dropped out of high school yeah um and this is like my full-time job and people were like man there should be like more videos in that like i did like probably only like 20 last year mm. which is like one every two weeks or so yeah um but like there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes bro. like mm. we're putting a lot of work in there. yeah cool. one thing i'm curious about like um like i love mindset stuff i want to understand your mindset around catching the train four days a week mm-hmm. doing the one half hour walk each time for that like what what story are you telling yourself or what motivation are you giving yourself to continue with that like what are you feeding from like to be like i'm gonna go and do it anyway i'm gonna make this walk i'm gonna get this train i'm gonna do it again tomorrow i'm gonna keep going Mm -hmm. like what was the mindset behind that bro i've always my dream bro like ever since i went to la as like a kid bro Mm. was to win an oscar bro for Mm. best film director and like like i'm doing music videos now because i want to do something like kind of like for the culture and like build up with that and um like i relate to music videos like i relate to like not rap lyrics but i like 
relate to like the hustler mentality and stuff yeah. like that. So that's why I do music videos for now. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much. Sorry, bro, I forgot the question now. Yeah, like what was the mindset behind like showing up every day again mm-hmm. to train and going mm-hmm. to walk and knowing you have to do it again the next day? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the mindset behind that just to keep going? Bro, keep going? Bro, I remember the one thing that kept me doing that was I would just practice my Oscar speech, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's epic. Like over and over again, bro, just like walking back home. Mm. And I just like have like dream, like I just like envision like on the stage, bro. Like I can like see, like I'm probably going to be like 27, 30, 40, however like old I'll be when it happens. But that's that's the goal, bro, for real. Mm. Did you like do any like did you hear about visualization from someone or is it something that you've just stumbled upon yourself and realized it's something that works? I just used to man, I just Yeah, that was just kinda like what just I just think about to be honest, bro. Like it wasn't too much thought behind that, but um like in terms of like inspiration and people that I like take advice from, bro. Um Virgil Abloh, um Kanye, Kendrick, but I also like to take advice from like older like people like Napoleon, um, Alexander the Great. Stoicism. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like stoicism, like is a big um, like what I do for like motivation and that. Mm. And um, I'm reading a good book now. Like it's like very like everyone's read it. Like the Art of War. Yeah. Is it by Zhu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sun Tzu. Crazy, bro. Like um. It's just good to like, like, see like there's so much knowledge in history, bro. Like it's crazy, man. History repeats itself. That's why mm-hmm. I absolutely love like learning about the old stoicism times around the mm-hmm. Roman Empire because so much you can learn, bro. Literally, yeah. it's amazing, man. So much knowledge, bro. Because you learn like when you learn about history, you learn mm-hmm. that every generation goes through patterns, and the patterns are the same. It's like, why wouldn't you learn about the patterns that have happened and seeing yeah. how you can apply yourself in those patterns to make sure you get the best outcomes for yourself, hey? Yeah, 100%, bro. Mm. And the visualization so. stuff, man, like I'm really big on that um, for myself because it's it really does help you manifest what you want. Like when you have such a clear vision on what you want and you actually like, you admit that you want it by saying the speech, but you also do the visualization practice with it you're going to see that transform into reality very quickly because there's been so many studies done on visualization by neuroscientists and the effects of it. And there was one study that mom is sharing with you just because yeah. I want to show the I power of visualization for yourself mm-hmm. and the audience. So a group of scientists got together mm-hmm. and they got a group of 30 people. Well. And what they did is they split them into three groups of 10. And what they got these three groups of 10 people to do was shoot a basketball from the free throw line. And these are people that have never really played basketball before. They're quite you know, yeah. rookies. And what they did with the first group of 10, he said, go away for 30 days, do no physical practice, no visualization practice, come back in 30 days and we'll see how much you improve. The second group of 10, they said, do physical practice only, come mm-hmm. back in 30 days, we'll see how much you improve. The third group of 10, they said, do visualization practice only, so visualize yourself from the free throw line, shooting it over and over again yeah. every day for 30 days. Anyway, these 30 people came back together. I believe the people who did the no visualization and no physical got like 0% improvement. Mm-hmm. The team who did the physical practice only got 24% improvement. And the team that did the visualization only, no physical, got 23 
Wow. Percent improvement. So only one percent behind the people that actually did the physical practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, can wow, you imagine that's mixing? Powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking unreal. Now imagine mixing physical and visualization. Literally, instead of getting twenty four percent of the result, mm-hmm. you can get plus twenty three on top of that. Imagine how much you can exceed and bro. push forward. That's so powerful, bro. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's in- and I love how like you like research this stuff, bro. Like that's sick, man. Yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. it's probably like the way you are with editing yeah. and yeah. You know, video and stuff because like that's what I'm actually keen to hear that now. Like where do you do your research? Where do you learn? Like wh- where do you look to or what do you look for? Like when you want to expand your knowledge on editing and videoing? So what I'll do is if I'm doing film, bro, literally just watch films. If I'm doing like, um, like music video, like practical, like I want to get better, I'll just call up like the directors. Like I'll just message them and like, mm-hmm call them up but we are actually like on it there's another group that we're on and we're like on international calls on um like discord and like that mm-hmm. and um i got some like mentors which are really good bro like people from like new york j site shout out to him um there's just crazy like people there so I, what i'll do is i'll just find the editors see how they do it and then usually like with all editors like a lot of them spending time on their computer they want to like talk to people so yeah, <laughs> yeah just call them up bro yeah literally. That's it. You can't be afraid just to message people. Mm-hmm. So some people may think oh, that person's too far for me to speak to, or that person's too big to reply to me. But you never know until you reply to them. I guarantee mm-hmm. if you message ten of them, one of them will get back to you. Bro, exactly what you said. Because people actually like to talk about themselves, like yeah. even on this podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, like, yeah. And what what another thing is is that like they have so much knowledge that like will probably die with them that they actually kind of want to share it themselves. Like um, some of like the best videographers I know, like are free, like don't care. Like they just like give it out. Like, um, but the thing is I, w- I left high school pretty much because when I was in school, I realized that like, cause I want to do film for life. Like I didn't see much of like a possibility of me learning much through college or like university yeah. for like a film degree. Like, I thought that was merely pointless, but I'm a big advocate for education, but I feel like practical work, especially in film is so important as well. So just like going to shoots with other directors, like coming along and seeing what they're doing and just learning, bro. Mm. We're all creatives, bro. Like, yeah, that's it. Cause your brain's like a sponge. You just need mm-hmm. to go out there, just absorb information, mm-hmm. whether that's like physical by doing the work or being around mentors that can teach you. And that's a great, like, analogy because, like, if you don't learn stuff, your brain just goes backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it, you're not – when you do nothing, it's not doing nothing. You're actually, like, setting brain patterns to be lazy. Mm, exactly right. Yeah. What I say is, like, if you're not growing, you're dying. Literally, Essentially, bro. you know, Literally. the way I see – the brand is like, it's like a plant. You want to water it and you want to give it sunshine. Mm-hmm. Don't water it, don't give it sunshine. Don't expect it to grow. 100% bro, mm. 100%. Like where, like how did you, because there's a lot of people out there that have a mission mm-hmm. that they want to pursue. Mm-hmm. You don't know where to start or who to look to. What really helped you be able to find like a mentor or find mentors? To be honest, even though I've had like a lot of mentors, a lot of the work is just through self. Like 80% of what I do is just like when I'm alone, bro. Mm. But to to meet mentors and stuff, literally just like shout them a text. Um, go to like, if there's a film, a music video coming up, just go like shoot BTS, but you'll learn stuff there. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of sacrifices as well. Like starting out, bro, like you'll get clients that want like $500 a video mm. or like when you're first starting, bro, I remember doing my first video for free, bro. Mm. And like just getting clowned on because the song wasn't the best. Yeah. But that's, and I'm not being mean to the artist because the artist is a great person, but that's how you grow, bro. And anything you got to take sacrifice first. Like first video, I got clowned on, like everyone laughed. And then I started taking it more seriously, bro. Mm. Throughout my entire career so far, bro, like the biggest motive for me is just like people telling me I can't, bro. Like, yeah. That is literally the biggest motive. Like there's so many people that like just don't believe in like what you're doing, bro. It's just fighting, bro. Like you got to fight your whole way. <laughs> like it's crazy, bro. And it is the music industry is a big cutthroat industry, bro. But mm. if you're determined, you'll get there, bro. That's it. And you believe in yourself too. Because mm -hmm. like that negative motivation is so powerful. It's something that I draw from a lot as well because it's like whether you have helpful information, which mm -hmm. is information where people are like, yes, let's do it. I believe That's in right. you. Or you have unhelpful information where people are like, you're dreaming too big. You can't do that. Remember when uncle so-and-so did it and he failed and you have those people that have the unhelpful motivation. But it's like if you look at the unhelpful and instead of adopting those beliefs and believing that about yourself, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, maybe I can't do it. Maybe instead look at it in the way you have and be like, this is going to be something that motivates me to prove to them, but also to myself that their beliefs are not true. Literally every negative is a positive and every positive can also be a negative. Yeah. It just depends on how you apply yourself to it. Mm -hmm. Literally, bro. Yeah. We've, I know you are talking before about like film and mm -hmm. movies and stuff. Like, is there any producers or directors or anything like that that you really look to that really like whose work are you really inspired by in the film industry all right there's a lot of good creatives out there um for music videos i'm gonna say i feel like dotcom nirvan has a bigger impact than cole bennett because he does his so he does his videos like as a solo and people don't know about him as much but yeah he's insane um probably one of the inspos but Another inspiration, bro. For like Australia, man, I would say Moonboy is like a good inspiration. Um, I just like I called him the other day, which is cool, bro. He's, he's they're like um, they're like good people to be around, and I feel like for me, like inspirations, um, there's actually not a lot in like music videos. I feel mm. like music video directors. Cole Bennett was an uh, inspiration when I was starting. But he has a good brand, bro. And I'm trying to do something different than that. Like I'm trying to build, I'm trying to build the brand. So I have a YouTube channel, which we just started last year. Um, ended up getting like, it's nothing this year. We got like 250K last year, but it's just trial and like tribulations, bro. Like we're just yeah. like learning and how we can do that. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to be real. I feel like the biggest inspiration for me for music videos Oh, probably Brother. There's, yeah. a, there's a music video group called Brother that do like Trevor Scott's videos and all that. So that will probably be my biggest inspiration. Yeah. Mm. Travis Scott does have dope fucking videos. Mm, bro, <laughs> literally, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> do you like, yeah, I was going to say, because like when you work with artists too, like they're creative as well. So it'd be mm -hmm. good to like share minds, like have like a, um, like a mastermind together mm -hmm. and create that art. Hey. A hundred percent, bro. Mm. Like, um, I feel like as well for like music videos, like there's never been like a rock star for like music videos. The closest we actually have is probably like Cole Bennett, like yeah, in terms of like lemonade. famous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I feel like there's like going to be like a new generation of like creatives that will like step up to that plate, bro. Yeah. 
that's it. Be the next wave of people coming mm-hmm. through that really set the yeah, tone. Yeah, literally, bro. Like, I, I really want to be like an advocator for that, and I also want to be like one, like a role model for like I want to instead of just being like a filmmaker that's like like hum like not humble, but like like nobody knows. And I want to be like like a rock star filmmaker, you okay. know, bro. <laughs> like like imagine thinking like Michael Jackson, like filmmaker, like. It'd be crazy, bro. Like something like that, man. Fuck yeah, that's epic. Yeah, there's something <laughs> you can do too, because like you said, like the my the biggest person I can think of is Cole Bennett, mm-hmm. and to be able to take it to that next level, because the thing is, there always is a next level. Like there's someone as big, like when Michael Jackson, when he was at his biggest, no one thought that anyone would top his numbers. Literally, and now Drake's literally done it. Yeah, like, by one song. So like, it just shows that at every highest level, there's mm-hmm. another level to get to. Hundred percent. Mm. 100% bro Yeah And like What Cause like When you talked about before With your YouTube channel And just putting the repetitions in mm-hmm. Like that is so important Like just making the sacrifice By just doing rep after rep after rep Like on my podcast The first 25 episodes Were just Not good yeah. And I, that's not because of my guest Yeah 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 <laughs> I don't want my guest to think that It's yeah. because of me as an interviewer Or like mm-hmm. me as the way I hold myself Or communicate mm-hmm. Like I was just so inexperienced yeah. But Thing is, if you don't sharpen to the reps, you're never going to build a muscle. A hundred percent, bro. Mm. Like, um, yeah, like building the channel. Like, I only have like eleven vids on there from like last year. Um, we're trying to do like a vid a month, but the last video, I wasn't, I wasn't too happy yet, like with the last product. So we got rid of that, and we're going to come back again February. So I'm trying to build like the biggest like channel in Brisbane, and then we're going to go bigger with Australia. Mm, and expand. So, mm-hmm. And um, just bring like the music scene to Australia because it's always been like a second, like to none. Like everyone, like when you're talking about like the big music industries, is America, of course, UK starting to get there, but like yeah. Australia is put to the side a hundred percent. So we're just trying to bridge that gap, bro. Bridge that gap, yeah. Because like you said, like America's huge, England's been on the rise, and Australia's still there, like waiting mm-hmm. for that international recognition. Which I feel like it's starting to get now, but I feel like when it hits, it's gonna fucking hit. A hundred percent, bro. Yeah. When you're when you're editing your videos, man, like how do you know like it's done? Because like I know as a creative, like like you always want to add a bit here, but then you want to be like, fuck, I don't want to add too much to it, don't overcomplicate yeah. it, but you also don't want to make it too simplistic. Like, like how do you know that your art is done? So I have I got a projector, and what I'll do is. If I like the quality of the video and like I think it's ready, I'll chuck it on the projector screen. And because I want all my videos to be like movie like, you know, it's a big projector, like it covers its wall. And I'll see if I like how it feels. Like I like how the video looks on like a like a movie screen. Mm. So that's that's how I finish. And when I'm editing, bro, I usually um I used to like never stop, bro. Like I'd be like, damn, I gotta change this, gotta tweak this. But now I just, you just got to set limitations on your creativity when you got those deadlines and just submit it in both because they're also clients. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah like so, how, so how long do you usually give yourself from the last recording until mm-hmm. the finished product? Like, is there a, do you always have a certain time link or does it depend? Like, depends, bro. Yeah. Depends a lot. So for the channel, bro, I would say like um, three weeks to a month. And then for running guns, it'd be two minute, uh, two weeks. Sorry, two minutes. <laughs> I was like, fuck, Yo, that's fuck. quick. <laughs> 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 fuck man. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's usually like for, for running guns, it'd be like two weeks, bro. Mm. Um, for bigger production ones, we'd probably say five weeks. Five weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the work that people don't see. Like that behind the scene, five weeks. And that's not sure. like an arrow here and there. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, it's go time for five oh, weeks. Oh, literally. And it's, it's learning and um, like building like up a vision. Like I remember for like the first mixtape Madness vid I did for T-Bish. I was like mad nervous to submit that in. Yeah. And then um it took five weeks to do that one because I wanted it to look like a movie almost. And um I sent it out with my own like with my own money. I paid this editor to like do the rotoscopes for me so I could see the blueprint. Yeah. And he this guy like was probably like someone that I looked up to for like editing. Mm. So I was like, hey bro, like I'll give you like this cash if you can just like do like just this like 30 second scene just so I can see how you edit on this video. Yeah. And I saw like his edit workflow and I'm not going to say I copied it, but I learned like all of that and I put it into the rest and I removed that and re-edited it. So like Mm. a lot of it is like, that was probably like the longest time I took to edit because it took so long to like learn his skills. Mm. Um, and I wanted to level up. So that's why. And I, we'd use the drone shot for um, the bridge sequence, which is cool, bro. And then the most random story. So I was shooting another video for this artist called Jordan. And um, we were shooting like around the apartments and that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was flying the drone and I took the safety off because we had to get this shot. Yeah. Gust of wind comes, bro. It goes like flying, guys. <laughs> it smacked against the wall and then like disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like looked for hours. And then, like, probably about, like, three months later, like, I, I completely forgot, like, I was devastated. Mm. But then, like, three months after, um, I get this, like, email from this guy, and he's like, hey, bro, we got your drone. Um, like, the Mavic store, like, sent me, like, your details and stuff. Yeah, well. Said, come pick it up from this house. And I put the address in. It's my uncle's address. Like, <laughs> of <I'm> everyone, bro, <laughs> in the city, bro. It was crazy because it was my uncle's brother and he lives, at, he's like looking after because they live in like yeah. um, another country. It's crazy, bro. Like that That's coincidence. Insane. Yeah, literally, bro. What are like, the odds? The yeah. Bro, it was so funny as well, like to see him. Fucking hell. So like when you got there, was your footage still like oh, intact? Oh yeah, everything was in there, bro. Yeah. And he, he was so like nice about it. It's like, Bro, I was like literally just staying at it and then like came flying onto my balcony. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's crazy, bro. That night, um, like he threw a party there, like the artist. Mm. Then we got like, um, everyone got like banned from that place because the fire alarms went off. Like, cause we were filming with um, like a smoke machine trying to get this effect. Yeah. Smoke machines went off. And I think like one of the artists was drunk and he ripped it out of the wall. Oh yeah. So bad, bro. But yeah, yeah that was a crazy night. yeah it's mad bro but there's been like some like big shoots that i've also done like i worked with like this um i remember doing like the biggest concert i did like concerts are fun and that but i'm trying to like move off from concerts you don't get stuck 100 percent. like yeah if you get stuck with concerts man not the nicest things but i know people that love doing that yeah but um just not your path yeah not my path 100 percent um the biggest like guy I worked with was this guy called Karen and we picked him up from the airport. He, um, he's probably like a superstar in India, bro. Yeah. And, um, he did like this big song with YG. It was crazy, bro. And, um, I remember picking him up from the airport and as soon as he landed, it was like run and gun, bro. Like with the bigger, the artists, mm. 
like this guy probably has like a couple million like followers and that and um true we took him to from the airport down to the hotel and then um i remember like just like seeing like like someone so big but he was like so humble bro like it was in his own lane bro like yeah those people like have a crazy mindset as well mm. and um yeah, it was just an insane day. Like, it was like this, this, this. We went from airport to hotel, back to the stage, and then stage, and then I got home at, like, probably, like, 3, 4 o'clock at night. So, it was, it was madness, bro. What did you take away from that experience the most, do you reckon? Um, the thing I took away from the most... Bro, when we were at the hotel, like, he was just, like, by himself, like, focused on... Like, this guy, like, he was, like, a superstar. Like, everyone, like, when we went to the crowd, there was so many Indians, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a couple thousand, bro. It was insane. Probably, like, yeah, more than 10, bro, I swear. It felt like that, at least. And then, um, this guy was just really in his own lane, bro. Like, there's not much I took away from it just because it was so fast, bro. But it was just cool being around that, like, energy, bro. Like, yeah. this guy was so focused on his craft, like he just flew in bro from like i think sydney um after like doing another tour in like melbourne or some shit like that yeah and flying from india um like so focused and it's like beautiful like seeing passion in like people like with their craft like when they really love it bro yeah it's mad and then you just get after it and i think it's super um inspiring too when you meet someone like that and you see him in like just a human in flesh and it's mm -hmm. like oh they're just a human like me. Like, they've, they've done it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, what's stopping me from doing it? What's stopping bro. me from getting there? And it's like, oh. And you truly start thinking and understand, like, oh, mm -hmm. i got to do this and do this and do this. They'll get there. But when you see it, such a, like, inspiring moments, and they're like, well, he can do it. Mm -hmm. Many others can do it. 100%. So can bro. I. That's sick as, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly what you said, bro. 100%. When, you do, when you do your editing or when you do your work, man, did you find it very hard? Because I know a lot of people, and especially in business in general, do you find it hard to delegate because it's their baby like that they're working on? Do you find it hard to delegate anything to this person because they don't know if they don't think the person might do it as good? Or do you find it hard to delegate this because of some other belief? But did you ever find it hard to like delegate certain areas of your work to other people? Or were you more than happy to collab and learn? So one thing... I don't know why, but, like, I'm not too big on collabs, bro. Mm. I'm going to be real. Like, like if the song's there, like, I'll put my vision into it. I'll yeah. put my all into it. Like, collabing with other creatives is something that I probably need to do more. Mm. But at the moment, um, like, with clients and stuff, like, sometimes we'll have, like, six videos at, like, once, bro. Yeah, okay. Like, so, um, and, like, tending to clients and, like, just... You just got to be, like, careful, bro. Like, you need to, like, set the deadlines and just do it because I know, like, a lot of creatives get behind the deadlines and just piles on, yeah. piles on. You got to be fast because it is a business as well. And you got to keep your so reputation. Reputation's everything. Yeah. Everything, bro. Literally. Mm. Yeah, you want quick turnarounds because, like, yeah, if you're four weeks over deadline and that word gets out wrong. It's yeah, like, bro. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, you want to go to, is it LA this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, LA, well... As soon as I head to LA, bro, like, I've got, like, big connections over there. Mm -hmm. Like, with some, like, like big artists. I probably won't say it today. Yeah. But, um, and I've got some work experience with this, like, crazy director that he's done. I'll say, like, what he's done. He's worked with, like, Drake, Future, um, 
like Chris Brown, like everyone pretty much, bro. Mm. So it will just be very good to like, like be there and like learn from them. Experience it, be in that energy, Mm -hmm. be around people that have worked with some of the biggest people in the industry. 100%. Absorb. 100% bro. And uh, we're just going to grow this year because yeah, like I said, like I'm very, very serious about growing to the biggest in Australia this year. Mm. So instead of, I was going to do three trips to LA, but it's probably just going to be like two bro this year. And um, this year is entirely focused on that one goal of just going and becoming like one of the biggest like music video directors in Australia. So that's the number one goal. Like we're trying to build up the channel to like 50K this year. So we start, I start in pretty much three weeks, bro. Yeah. And um, last year was literally just like trials and tribulations in terms of like marketing. Same what like, works. Yeah, like we had like this video with Harry and we'll market it to like 100K. But we only got like 450 likes, bro. So like, you gotta be, you gotta like know how to like engage the audience as well on the marketing side. This is a bit off topic. Yeah. But it's just so hard, bro. Like it took me like a year to figure it out. But now, now that I've got it figured, bro, like we're just gonna, we're just gonna push that. Mm. And then um, this year, the craft's gonna get better. Like we're gonna have like the best videos like I've made so far this year. Yeah. It's going to be sick, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> especially like engaging people, man, especially in today's world. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has such a short attention span because of mobile devices. Like we can very much easily be onto the next thing so quickly. Mm-hmm. So to learn about engagement, learn about the online mm-hmm. stuff, like you have to learn a lot about like human psychology. Yeah. You have to learn how to grab people's attention. Yeah. Which is probably one of the most valuable things out there. A hundred percent, bro. Like mm-hmm. it took me literally like a year to learn like marketing, yeah. bro. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's something that you continuously learn as well because, like, marketing, like, especially me with marketing this podcast, like, it, it's something that grows over time. The marketing mm-hmm. because I feel like just algorithms change, people's 100%. attention to things change, the way people want to see visualizations change. Mm-hmm. Like, you may see an edit from like two years ago that looks fucking unreal at that time, yes. it can still look unreal now, but the way people want to visualize something mm-hmm. can look a bit different too. Yeah, it's like it's like that constant path of growing but i feel like that's good because it makes it interesting mm-hmm. like it always makes the work interesting because you're always learning you're always adapting and you always find them ways 100 percent, bro 100 mm. percent. couldn't have said it better bro literally yeah. and um yeah that's gonna be the main goals for this year and i literally have like a board written of like all the different like videographers and stuff. I call it like the kill list. Yeah. It's bad. (laughs) But like all the competition and stuff, bro. So we've got like a massive, well, I've got a massive plan for this year, bro. Like all last year, as soon as I dropped out of school last year, I just was planning everything out for this year, bro. This is the big move. Yeah. Cool, bro. And it was, you you like couldn't have picked like a better time to like do this podcast, bro. That happens for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was like, I was like, I wasn't even thinking because, in my lifetime, like this is something I want to do like personally is just 27 throughout my entire life podcast. Yeah, fuck yeah. So I want to like, pick, like not pick, like you came like, but like when I get to that level, I want to just be careful like with what podcasts I do in that and um, what information I give out. So it, it's going to be cool, bro. Like definitely got big things. And even this podcast, man, like I love like the, that you're like doing stuff for like Australians and like entrepreneurs yeah. over here, bro. Like, yeah. Really respect that, man. I can love cheers, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> love that, G. But yeah. yeah, like especially like when you get to that, like 
massive status as the best in Australia, you will have to be careful and pick and choose like mm-hmm. where you go and share your value, share your information. Because mm-hmm. you don't want people to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. You only be put in situations that are really tricky. Yeah. Like even with myself with this podcast, I get people to hit me up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people hit me up to come on. Yeah. I'm very careful who I actually bring on. Because at the end of the Same day, like you got you got you you got to be aware of like what people's intentions are, mm-hmm. and some people intentions may be pure, but their vision may not align with my vision of the podcast. And the same with you, you know, like in the future, your vision of what you want to push into the world may not align with the podcast or the interviewer that wants to get you onto their show, mm-hmm. and it may just go in the wrong direction. Yeah. So I think having that mindset early is good because you're not going to put yourself in the deep end that you shouldn't be in in the first place. Mm-hmm. And with that thing, like people coming to you and that, that's the same, but with my videos. Yeah. Like you got to be careful who you work with. Like I've probably said no to like probably 26 people yeah. so far. Um, and it's, it is just like, I have to see the vision, like in the music that like I choose, like, mm. like the artists to work with in that. Yeah. Like bro, like the, the best artists are like, there are so many great artists in Brisbane, man. Mm-hmm. And the best artists are like the ones that like will hit you up and you go check their stuff out. And like, bro, these people are hustlers in real life, man. Yeah. Like Isaiah is a hustler. Um, Harry, another one of the artists I work with, King Kiss. Yeah. I work for some like established names as well. Like I did some stuff with Creed, the kid. And like I did concert with like Day One and those boys. But I'm trying to get like bigger contacts as well, like Cooligan and like Young and Lips and that. So that'd be cool to see you, bro. Yeah, and you have to grow into those next stages and mm-hmm. get like to start getting to those people and making mm-hmm. that the new normal. You know what I mean? I just continually rising and growing and putting yourself out there and getting to those people. Because like I know a lot of people when they first start maybe music, they first start podcasting, they may first start with videography. They may get too worried about that people are too far ahead of them that they won't even want to engage them. Yeah. But you just got to put yourself in those circles. Like even with myself, the first probably 20 episodes, I was too worried about reaching out to big guests because I was yeah. like, oh, they may not want to come on. Yeah. But then I just thought, fuck, I'm going to do it. And once yeah, I did it, everyone's keen. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why does not do this earlier on? But That's I feel like, you know, everything happens at perfect time. Then when you're ready, you're ready. And then you just got to, you know, pull the trigger and take the action. A hundred percent, man. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like, like we kind of like know the same like type of struggle almost bro yeah it's cool yeah yeah 100% man and what is like what's some things coming up for you like over the next few months do you reckon Mm -hmm. that you would want to share with an audience like is there anything exciting that you want to announce is there anything coming up that you're really keen to share so one thing i did with my last podcast is i announced a show that never happened yeah so i got to be careful with the announcements because life happens bro you know yeah so but there is, let's just say, like a fifty percent chance that we got like a um, concert coming this year. Mm, so yeah. that will be sick, man. And we got some crazy artists, bro. Mm. Crazy. If that happens, got some crazy artists and um, some big collabs, bro. I got this. I got this big collab from um the UK, mm. which would be sick. I won't name drop, just because I had an opportunity to do um a video with last year with this massive artist from America, like who was touring Australia and things just like, don't go your way, bro. Like sometimes like in life, especially like I had this opportunity, like right in my hands and just slipped away, bro. Like, Mm. like, Oh man. Um, sorry. He's like sick or like, et cetera. So a lot, like I would like to say a lot, but it, 
there's just things that like do not happen you know yeah well that's that's the thing with life you know you can't control the uncontrollables like circumstances happen people go through shit and then things just don't happen but the thing is that's always meant to happen in a weird 100%. way because like, <laughs> like it opens another door for another opportunity because if you were there doing spend that time with that person mm-hmm. then you wouldn't be spending time the other thing that you actually did yeah which may in the future serve a bigger purpose wow that's great advice bro like mm. wow yeah so that's the way that's why we say to people you know don't, don't get too caught up in the moments of disappointment mm-hmm. you know because disappointment weighs tons you know a hundred percent looking at a different perspective and find the good in it weighs ounces compared to tons, you know? So it's like, there's always good in anything. And I don't believe in coincidences. There is a book called the Celestine prophecy. Yeah. Probably not many people have read it, but it talks about like all the powers and the laws of the universe. And one of them is coincidences and things like that just don't happen for a reason. It's like, cool. What is this situation making me land for the future? And how can I adapt it and make sure that when the next opportunity arises, I know what signs to look for or what steps to take, you know? Wow. Mm. Powerful, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wow. When, when it comes to music, brother, like, just like in terms of music that you listen to, mm-hmm. like, what, what do you like to dive into? Because doing at the moment, like, doing videos for artists, but, like, mm-hmm. for yourself, like, what's some artists that you really, like, just jam into in the car? Damn, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> bro, I think I got, like... Like 11,000 like songs or something like that, bro. Yeah. So I always listen to music, but my top artists are like all time, bro. What I'm listening to right now, bro, Kanye, um, bit gone a bit wild. Um, Kendrick, of course, Frank Ocean. Mm. Um, but I also like to, I have a Spotify playlist, bro, and I like to listen to motivational music yeah. because like I'm a firm believer in, well, what you said, visualization, I didn't even realize it, to yeah. be honest, but. Um, I always listen to like um motivation, bro, because that's what I put into my mind. Mm-hmm. So Meek Mill, of course, bro. Drake as yeah. well, like all them boys, bro. Big yeah. boss talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, one hundred percent. The reason why I look, because I do the same, like Drake, Meek Mill, mm-hmm. Nipsey Hustle, bro. Um, Nipsey, almost yeah. forgot that, bro. <laughs> Nipsey Hustle, even Cursor for me is an Australian artist. He's probably. Kess is my favorite artist because he's very like inspiring with he's his language. Crazy. But like the reason why motivation music is so good, man, is because like words are self hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Language is hypnosis. You know, like the words that you hear, you're gonna hypnotize yourself to believe it. Yeah, and then you're gonna live your life accordingly. Literally. So like you gotta be like I, I'm, I get a bit obsessive of like don't listen to this type of song because it's gonna make me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bit too obsessive, but I do know because like the way it can program your subconscious mind, mm-hmm. it's good to be cautious on the information that you do consume because you're gonna embody those beliefs and then you're gonna create the identity of that. Mm-hmm. But instead, if you listen to like fucking motivational stuff, you're gonna get the beliefs of all these people that inspire you, mm-hmm. and that's gonna create your identity, which is this mother sure. young lad ready to fucking tackle the world. Perfect, bro. Yeah. Literally, man. Wow. And I also listen to like a lot of, um, well, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. It's mm. another big thing. And podcasts, man. Like Fuck David yeah. Goggins just loved that guy, bro. Can't um, hurt me. Yeah. That's oh, I read that book. book. It's great, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I read both of them. Like, that was like crazy, man. Mm. Like what he's been through as well. It's good to have these mentors, bro, even if they don't like know who we are. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. That's why I love like social media and the access that we have. Like audio books, just jump on Audible, mm-hmm. download and can't hurt me. 
hearing this fucking crazy inspirational story from someone like Goggins to where he's from to where he is mm-hmm. and just being able to take like energy from that for yourself like yeah. it's just it blows my mind though bro that is actually another life changing thing was when I went to his um he was oh, what do you call it when they like come on stage seminar like, so was yeah, that a seminar. Life? yeah that was yeah. in Brisbane bro that was like really like something yeah. that changed yeah <laughs> that was sick bro but what books are you into have you read what books? Oh, bro, I'm always reading, man. Like I try and read probably like eighty books mm. a year. Well, I tried my goal is a hundred, but like realistically, bro, like eighty. Um, that's good. At the moment, bro, I'm not even. Oh, well, at the moment, yeah, I am reading the Art of War, which is yeah. cool. But um, books, bro. There's just so there's so many to like. It's like film, bro. Like you couldn't tell me my favorite film. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I've got about five I can name. Yeah. Favorite movies. yeah. yeah. Well, and what's it, yours? My um, favorite books, or what books I'm listening to? Books, yeah. The one I just finished recently was probably my, one of my favorite books I've listened mm-hmm. to. And it was a Fifty Cent's book. Um, fuck, what was it? Fifty Cent's book, and it's called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Mm-hmm. By Fifty Cent, that's it. Fucking insane. Because, like, he doesn't talk about, like, his backstory growing up because everyone really kind of knows it. Mm -hmm. He talks about when he first broke onto the scene to how he's created, like, hundreds of millions of dollars in, like, ten different areas of his life. Yeah. And it's just all through hustling harder, hustling smarter. Wow. Like, how he's made connections, how he's built the mindset, how important it is to get the right people around you. And, like, just 50 Cent's mindset is just fucking unreal. (laughs) So so his book, um, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. There's so many books that I've like dived into. Like there's another one called The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler that I really liked. Mm -hmm. And what that is, he worked with a group of neuroscientists or he still does actually. And the thing that he studies the most is flow state. So humans can access flow state. And I was very curious around flow state and how to get the most out of it and how to drop into it. Because mm-hmm. as a creative, it would probably be something that you'd be interested in. When you're in that flow state, mm-hmm. time flies like that. It's like yeah. you can go from night to day, like within seconds, like when you're in your room or when you're in your office doing your editing and doing all True. that, you can feel like time can just go. So I became really interested in how to access flow state, mm-hmm. how to get the most out of yourself from flow state and to be the most productive. So that was a really good book, The Art of Impossible. Um, but yeah there's so many different types of books I've learned for different areas of my life that I've implemented but those two recently have probably been the ones that have affected me the most wow yeah powerful bro yeah so if you came for a land about flow state where you mm-hmm. can implement into your work get onto that Stephen Kotler book bro powerful. I'll read these like actually like right yeah. after bro yeah mm-hmm. I'll just buy them and I like the hard copies the most I don't know it's something oh. with me yeah it's good having a physical copy because some you can actually look at I like audios because I drive so much and you can oh, travel yeah, heaps. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. good to have like a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's crazy. Like I always train it to the city, bro, because like the traffic is insane. Yeah, I wouldn't drive. Yeah. So like I'm always just listening to like audiobooks. I'm listening to the 48 Laws of Power again mm. just because there is like a lot of information there and it's probably like my third time like listening to it, bro. So Fuck yeah. Just because there is so much knowledge, your brain, I think like your brain only gets like 10% or like yeah. something like that so just like re-listening to that because it was it was pretty good bro that's a good book and it's good that you re-listen to them too as well because there's books that I re-listen to every couple mm-hmm. of years because at, like you listen to a book once 
Yeah. Two years later, you've got more experience in life, you've got more wisdom, you've got more understanding of yourself, or you've been through different experiences which have shaped you to be a different person. Yeah. So when you listen to the same book again, you get a whole different perspective. And the thing that our brain attaches itself to the most is the information that it feels or deems to be important at that time. Yeah. It's like information that's going to be important to you at 16 to 18 is going to be completely different. And you're going to take away so many different things from the same book. That's why I love like just going back to the same book and be like, fuck, I didn't even remember this last time I read it. Literally, <laughs> yeah. bro. Wow. Yeah, that's like exactly the same, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I respect that a lot. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to touch on before mm-hmm. we finish? Is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience out there or to the people? Yo, it's a larger clock, man. Um, I'm going to be one of the greatest in Australia and in the world and just keep, my, just keep an eye out. Because I let the work do all the talking. Perfect. Elijah Films, the greatest. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> Have a good one.